Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I am singer-songwriter Ray Lee and your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. Christy James, thank you for joining me on A Songwriter's Trist. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you so much for reaching out um, and being on the podcast. I saw that you have multiple things going on that will be relevant to all songwriters and artists out there um, with not only your own music and, I mean, I actually didn't see how long have you been doing music for? (laughs) Well, I recorded my first EP when I was 12 and I'm... wow. 35. Yeah, um, so. but music, music's all I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. So, worlds of experience. And due to that, you've also started up your own shape music online um, course. Yeah. I want to, I'm going to talk to you more about that. But where I want to start is sure. for you to tell us who you are and where you come from. Who I am? Well, I'm Christy James as an artist. I actually have a different married name, so it's, it's interesting that you say, who are you? I often think, who am I? Um, so <laughs> so um, I'm a singer-songwriter. Well, originally I was a singer-songwriter uh, from Newcastle, Australia. Yeah. So it's kind of like near Sydney, I guess. Uh, yep. And, you know, music is something that I've always done. So I've always been in the music industry, always been active uh, within the music industry. And um, I've recorded a bunch of, a bunch of singles. Um, I think I've done something like nine film clips. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I've done, I've won some awards for songwriting, some business awards, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just, um, just trying to consistently build my profile and um, just, have make a living from music really so um i don't really want to there's not really much else i want to do so mm-hmm. yeah just to make sure it's all in the field of, of music I, i'm curious you said you started when you were 12 how does a 12 year old start a music career I, actually i started a lot earlier than that um okay i remember my first my very first experience was a, like a, a radio competition and I happened to win it and kind of from there I was I was hooked. I remember it was like $106.05 because it was 106.5 or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was six and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And I had always performed and always loved singing. Mm. Um, my parents were really poor. I couldn't, we couldn't have, you know, a lot of anything. So when I was... 11, I really wanted singing lessons. You know, all my friends were going to dance lessons and netball and, and we just couldn't really afford to do anything. But I really mm. wanted to. I really wanted to sing. So I said, well, I'm getting a job. Oh, wow. <laughs> and my parents are like, what? <laughs> so I went and um, I got a pay, like a paper delivery route and my very first oh, teacher, my very first teacher, instead of charging me $40, I'll never forget, um, he heard me sing and he listen to you know how passionate I was and he said I'll charge you ten dollars an hour and um yeah yeah I'm still really good friends with him today and so I I started learning to sing then and um I did a 
bunch of charity work. So I was, um, I would always open like the Christmas tree for the Kmart wishing appeal. I did that for many years when I was young. I did a lot of nursing homes. Um, I was always performing. Then mm. I put out I put out the EP when I was thirteen. Uh, by the time I was fourteen, I registered um, my first actual business, and I started running school discos. Um, so wow. I had my dad was really handy, so he helped me with all of the gear, and I was really good with kids. So I got a bunch of school discos. Lots of schools used to employ me to um, yeah, run cool. this discos um then as i got a little bit older i started putting on my own talent quest because i had been in so many talent quests i can't i just when i think about this stuff i can't believe that any club or pub would (laughs) ever trust (laughs) a 14 year old but um but yeah i've I've still got all the pictures and paperwork to show it but anyway i ran to talent quest and by the time i was 16 i put on my first showcase which was in the year 2000 called the millennium stars junior junior talent show um mm-hmm. yeah and and from there I just when I was 18 I went into a duo and a band and experienced that side of things and then mm-hmm. I had some some kids and had a bit of a break oops mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um then I started to get heavily back into the recording side and the writing side back in 2008 and then mm-hmm. um, and then I've just been full on in, within the recording industry again um, from yeah. 2008. So um, I signed a record deal uh, three years ago and spent some time with a label and they were amazing. And then then I signed with a sync licensing company in America, okay. which um, so my husband and I uh, signed the agreement together and now we focus on writing music for TV and film. in um tv and film so um that that was kind of like how old are your children my children my children are 14 and 12 (laughs) oh nice how's that going (laughs) yeah oh phenomenal (laughs) you tell them I was running my own business by the time I was 14 children, you know, pull up your socks and get out there. They just do not care. They don't believe me. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've got like my husband and I, for instance, they don't talk about us too much at school, but um, my Mm. husband sang on the Adele tour. So my daughter daughter was like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go to school and tell everyone. Um, that my stepdad sang with Adele. Nobody believed her. The teacher called me and said, "You know, she's making up lies again." So then I was on, I was on, I was on um, a TV show called All Together Now recently, like with yeah. oh, two years ago with um, mm-hmm. Maria Keating. And so mm-hmm. uh, my kids just didn't even tell anyone. So it's like they yeah. just they just don't don't pay much attention at all. <laughs> Why don't you tell me a little bit more about when you wrote your first song and where that came from for you? My goodness, um, that's actually how recording my first EP came along. Um, I remember I got like a keyboard for Christmas, um, might have been my 11th or 12th birthday, and mm-hmm. um, they have those inbuilt little 
song things that they have where they show you yeah. what the keyboard can do. And, um, and I just made up some songs to it. My dad's like, oh, you should record them. So um, next minute I spent um, all of my Christmas holidays and all of the school holidays busking. Um, yeah. And I remember I made $3,500 in the six weeks busking. Well, that, yeah, they lack, they lack little kids. Um, and I put yeah, that towards the – <laughs> and they put that towards the EP and um that was that was really my first time writing songs so the four songs that are on my EP um I wrote when I was yeah 11 or 12 uh, you know it's hard to write a good song and I have always struggled with that because I'm uh, I'm I change it now and I'm you know persevere through everything that I write but I always would stop if I didn't feel like it was the most amazing song on the planet but to get Mm. back into um, recording my own original music I started writing again back in 2008 Mm -hmm. and uh, I think the first song I wrote again was a song called I Don't Need a Man um, oh, okay. <laughs> I was married at the time. <laughs> it turns at out the I time. <laughs> it turns out I didn't need that particular man. <laughs> but, um, anyway, um, so, yeah, I mean, I kind of wrote a few songs for like a demo sort of thing that I did and then I got a little more serious and the first song that I wrote and really put out and really put some time behind it in my first film clip was a song called Overdrive. I saw that one. Um, Like it. (laughs) Thank you. time period my husband and I were going through with his his separation and it was just a very mm-hmm. difficult time we were kind of in a predicament where our hands were so tied that we just we, we could not do anything um yep. without going into into depth into that story but mm-hmm. that was when I thought the only thing I could do to release this kind of anger and this kind of resentment was to write a song and it, a lot of people think it's about a male but it's it's really not so, mm. so yeah, it was about somebody that really pissed me off. Mm. Nice. I have a few of those. I haven't released my anger ones. <laughs> oh, it's what I seem to be best at, angry songs. <laughs> but like the happiest life ever. I love my life and I put out these songs that are like so dark. People are like, you must be so depressed. I'm like, no, I love life. I think that's the main reason we do what we do. I mean, that's why I do what I do is is this horrible feeling inside of us or an emotion that you know, we're not taught about in school. We just have to deal with it. <laughs> and and songwriting is a way that we get to manifest those emotions and, and you know, work through them and share them. Even if it's, for me, I, I, I was petrified of sharing my music publicly. Um, yeah, it's a bit like going out naked, isn't it? <laughs> so naked. <laughs> um, but if I, I didn't have that. Feel that way. Yeah. And um. That's why I wanted to talk more about songwriting because, you know, I think the art of like um, performing and artists, you know, as an artist, you get a lot of recognition just for being brave enough to sing in front of people and present your music and and do that naked kind of thing. Whereas (laughs) the songwriting 
is often sort of glazed over, but mm-hmm. it's the songwriting that's got the emotional, like the story that actually um, shows that true nakedness. And um, yeah, I think it's good. kind of cool to get into that. Um, yeah. So when when you are writing songs, what is it that you're thinking about? Is it just about getting out that emotion or do you think about how it's going to be received? What, what's your process? It depends. Like I've got a different process for for different projects. So, mm-hmm. um, so for instance, the last project that I've literally just I'm in the middle of at the moment, that was me just um, just having fun and just writing stuff that – would sit a little more in the genre that um, I always toe the line with the country music genre. I'm really rock, and um, mm. this time I decided to give them just a little bit more of a uh, a poppy country. So that was just for me. Okay. That process was um, some of the songs were for fun, some of the songs were for people to, you know, have like an anthem, and one of the songs yeah. was for me again about jerks. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, and then there was a project um, with my last EP, Raw, yeah. which was the one before the one that's in the middle of coming out at the moment. And I, we yeah. actually, my husband and I produced that and recorded that from home. So wow. for me, that one was a lot about um, experimenting. So I wrote mm-hmm. majority of those songs by myself. Sometimes I'll co-write. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, the I'm really enjoying the process of creating backing vocals for my songs at the moment because I think a lot of the times they tell a huge part of the story as well. Like if you listen to something like yeah. Rolling in the Deep, like by Adele, take away the backing vocal. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know. It's it's not, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean my process is always different. Uh, for instance, I wrote a song called Cinderella and that was literally when my kids were younger. They're like, can you write a song called Cinderella? Because we just went to the oh. movies. And I'm like, I, I don't That's my favourite movie. <laughs> Disney movie, yeah. I was a Cinderella girl. Everyone has their own Disney princess, don't they? (laughs) So cute. Yeah, well, Mm. I'm like, I don't think I can write a song. No, I can't. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I just changed the concept of that and, um, yeah, I come up with that. And then another song I wrote, Dark Sunglasses, was a bit about – it was was a bit of fun. It was like for everyone that has a partner, here's a message. If you cheat, I'm going to kill you and everyone around you kind of thing. Yeah, I watched the video for that one and I, re- I recommend um, anyone go watch the video for that because I was taking it, it took me a, a bit when I was watching, I was like, what is this about exactly? <laughs> um, She's pretty evil. But I, I really like it actually. It was just... Um, Thank you. I really like your rock country vibe that comes through from that particular video and I think yeah, that that's um, kind of, I don't know, I love it. Yeah. I'm loving I think, it. Thank you. Well, I think it's an artist and this takes a very long time but I think it's very important to know who you are as an artist Mm. and then that way if you want to move you know outside of your usual boundaries it's okay because you know you're not going to go so far that you you lose who you are because you just know who you are so yeah that's great advice yeah thanks I do have (laughs) um, (laughs) um so yeah I do have different processes just depending on what I'm doing occasionally I will write you know just because I'm sad or um because mm. I need to but generally for me yeah for me um it used to be about healing but I've done a lot of healing and I'm in such a good place in life that I don't feel like I can I don't have anything to write like that at the moment time so, for your happy song 
Yeah. So yeah, and I'm not very good at that. So sometimes I just draw, <laughs> draw inspiration from you know some of my fit, my friends' um, lives yeah. and their, their situations. So um, tell me about where Shape Music Online has come from. What's what's your goal and inspiration behind this new program you're doing? You know, I've recorded a lot and I've spent a lot of money. I've spent at least I could have bought a house. Let's put it that way. Um, and <laughs> What I found was, as I said, I'm 35 and I've been in the industry a very, very long time and I know a lot of people. And the one mm. thing that I found was that there's not a lot of people there to help you. Mm. There is if you can find them, but then you've got to work out, you know, what they want and how much that's going to cost you. And mm. it's just so easy to follow the wrong paths and the wrong people and get wrapped up in in what people are telling you. So over the years, I I worked out that there's a process, that there's a formula to this, Mm. to having a career and that, you know, that's learning about the business and learning about marketing and creating, you know, logo, your logo and your brand and building your artist profile. And then what you've got to look for, for instance, when you go to a recording studio, you know, so I, have created and I continue to create a bunch of free content for people because not everybody can afford, you know, to, to do a course or to hire somebody to work with them. Um, yep. So I created shapes so I can put out a bunch of free content. So mainly like five minute little videos. I've got some podcasts as well, but my aim is to, and I'm, I'm almost done creating my first course. And again, that literally takes you through the process that I use. And I even show you how to create and design a logo on like a simple program. Um, I talk about the business aspect because so many people don't realize that your music career needs to be treated as a business. So we talk, you know, talk about that and talk about um, publicists and how to Mm. market your music and how to find the right producer. Um, Mm -hmm. All of the information that you need from basically from the inception of your career right through to recording and releasing your music. And I have just done everything so wrong for so long and then you know, <laughs> spent the last 10 years doing everything um, much more efficiently that I just, um, I've been there. So I just don't want everybody yeah. to have to go through that all of the time. It's really painful. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. Hearing you say that, I'm sitting here going, I need this. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> I mean, I've been writing songs for a long time and I've done a bunch of artist development courses for songwriting and mm-hmm. um, that's great, like locally and, and internationally, but I never had the confidence or self-belief to actually step forward and release my own music or actually be public about or consider the concept of having a career as an original singer-songwriter. And you just surprised how many people feel that way. It, it does come down to self-confidence. You're exactly right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until um, I got back from Nashville last year and I think I had this overwhelming feeling that I had to do everything on my own. You know, I had to go do audio engineering. I had to become a publicist. I had to do And like, it was just too big of a job. Of course. And yeah. going to Nashville and going through the Country Music Hall of Fame and being around people that are just living their dream and loving it and doing it um, made me realize that you don't have to do it all yourself. You can just do what you're good at and then create relationships and work with other people to 
you know, do it together. Yeah, it doesn't my, have to be just you. Exactly. My course talks about networking and, and using, you know, those building those relationships within the music industry. And, um, mm. and that's, that's what I mean. You don't have to do it all yourself, but you also, when you're looking for people to help you, you have to find the right people because that's where you can start to yeah. lose a lot of money. And I think that's what I want for this show as well is to encourage people who are just give them confidence to say, if you love music and this is something you're good at, whatever area of music it is, mm. whether it's management or songwriting or performing or whatever, yeah. that it is about connecting and, and working together and um, doing what you love. It and, is. Um, I did yeah. a, uh, I did a, uh, I call them five minute music career tutorials. I did one the other day that spoke about age because, you know, so many people think that they're too old yeah. to get started. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you're never too I old. Thought, no, you're and, not. I, I thought I was too old because I'm, you know, I'm a mum. I've got three kids and I'm early 30s and I thought, no, nah, I've, I've missed my bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, it doesn't matter where you're at in life or what you want to mm. do. You can, Unless you are literally at the end <laughs> on yeah. your head, um, you can still you can still do whatever you want because you've always got that target market. You know, you just yeah. got to find your people. My grandmother used to always, always tell me that you're as old as you feel, uh-huh. and I, I've, I've tried to live like that and keep healthy and fit, so I feel younger. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm usually um, pretty good too. This week I feel a hundred though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's um, I, I completely agree and. Um, it took me a while to realize that that's okay that I didn't start when I was a teenager. You know, I had loads of things that I needed to overcome before I was ready to to share. And everyone yeah. has, a, we all have our own path and our own journey. Um, and everything happens at the right time. I'm a big believer in that. Where can people find your Shape Music online program and how can people connect with you for that one? So at the moment, as I said, it's um, I'm almost finished it, but um, I give away what I call the five-step plan to independent recording artist success. Mm-hmm. So if you head to shapemusic.online, you can download that guide for free. It's a 12-page PDF and uh, it talks as, not as in-depth as the course, obviously, but it does mm-hmm. talk about those five steps um, that you need to make sure that you understand um, before you, you know, you're releasing and recording all of that music. Yeah. So it covers brands, like your brand building. It covers, it's been a little while since I had a look at it. It covers recording, <laughs> going, going into the studio. It covers marketing. Um, so, yeah, it, it covers what I found to be yeah. basically the five-step formula. A lot of people, yeah. you know, miss, um, miss a lot of steps and they – get into the studio and they just come out with a product that either A, they're not happy with or B, they've spent all of their money on and then they're like, well, now what? <laughs> yeah, okay. I think you've just described my process. Um, <laughs> but so would you recommend people doing that free um, five-step course or like yeah, looking into that just, first it's, and then yeah, – Download that and uh, on on the website, shapemusic.online, um, there is page for courses and you can actually just sign up and that way I will send it out to you when we're ready. I'll send you out yep. the, um, yeah, the notification. Or if you're on my – if you download the PDF anyway, you'll be on my list yep. and you'll, you'll find out about the course. So it's just shapemusic.online. Just go out yeah, and, and I'll – check it out <laughs> I'll, I'll put that in the description so um it's there for people to look up yeah um going back to songwriting and co-writing you said you've done mm-hmm. a little bit of co-writing yep. um what's been your experience with writing with other people and, and have you written with anyone that you'd like to share or mainly with a couple of um 
more so the country music industry, a couple of great mm-hmm. writers here in Australia. Um, but the one thing that I do want to share, and um, and I did do a video on this as well, is something that I think a lot of people miss when they co-write is making sure that you've got a split sheet. So yes. if you don't if you don't know what that is, it's um, and it's such a hard conversation to have. It really is, but um, it's easier to have it before than in court. So, uh, yeah. If, yeah. you know, if you're trying to write a song, if you get to co-write with somebody, for me, for instance. Um, I'm like, yeah, sure. I've, I've done it for fun before, but generally I'm there to try and get a good product and a song that I want to use for something. So if you do write a song and it does do really well and you didn't have that split sheet, there is nothing to stop either of you saying, hang on, I actually own all that song. They had nothing to do with (laughs) You know, yeah, you'd hope that most people wouldn't do that. But if this mm-hmm. song has just come up for like a million dollar contract, people change. So that's my yeah. big thing with um that's my big thing with with co-writing is the split sheet. What's the best advice that you've ever been given? The imposter syndrome. So um it's the best advice I've probably been given is a lot of us think that we can't, like yourself, we're not good enough, you know, to do something or put something out um, or to talk about something because we view ourselves as not good enough. Um, And they call that the imposter syndrome. We think we're an imposter. So for Mm -hmm. me, the advice was just be who you are. Don't try to be anyone else because that's, that's what's unique about you. So that was one of the best pieces of pieces of advice I was given. And the other piece of advice that I was given was use my time well. So um, I'm starting to realize as I get older now how important time is and I don't give it away a lot. Um, so for me, if I'm driving somewhere, even if I go down the shops, I'm listening to an audio book on business or marketing or music. I'm listening to a podcast on, you know, releasing music. So I'm always, always trying to learn and I'm always mm. trying to balance life as well because balance is mm. really important. So, yeah. yeah. So I know you said one, but. No, that's okay. We're both pretty, pretty important. You advice you want. That's cool. You know, you doing what you're doing, which I think is so honourable that, you know, you've, you've done so much that you now want to share. And I think that's a part of life that we, we go through experience, we go through, and sometimes the best thing that comes out of a really crappy situation is the fact that we can share that with other people and help yeah. You yeah. Know, other people not make those same mistakes. I and see I think so- that that's a really honourable thing you're doing. Thank you. Well, I just see so many young kids, especially with their parents, trying to help them, you know, and they just are taken for everything they've got and it just kills me. And I'm, I've had so many people ask me as well, you know, what do we do now? How do we do this? Because mm-hmm. uh, I've taught a lot of people over the, over the years and I have, I own a music school as well. So um, it's always kind of like, I want this advice. And I just thought, well, I need to create that on a, on a bigger platform where somebody like where musicians can go, where artists can go mm. and go, okay, well, here's everything that I need. And I, like I said, I try to give away a lot for free and I'll continue to do that. Um mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm saying you need to come by my course. It's not about that. Yeah. It's just about having somewhere to go, you know, so that you can listen to what should be done or what shouldn't be done. Um, if there's anything yeah. that I can tell you, it's what not to do. 
Would you, what sort of advice would you give to someone, say, for example, one of your students who is just starting out or wanting to look at writing their own songs? Um, what advice would you give to them? In regards to them writing or in regards to their career? Oh, whatever you want. <laughs> someone, someone just starting out in, a, in their career um, and maybe they're just looking at songwriting for themselves, maybe for the first time or, uh, you know, looking at that. What, what's your advice? Yeah, with, with the songwriting, I always suggest not being afraid. For a lot of people, singing in front of people or writing music and having people hear it is, they fear it more than death. I'm absolutely sure of it. Um, yep. and, and I just say to those people, you know, you're doing it for you. At the end of the day, you're doing it for you. So if somebody doesn't like it, that's their problem. So don't ever be swayed by trying to impress people. There's always going to be somebody that's not going to like what people you do. Think. So just yeah. do it anyway. Yeah, it's just mm. about doing it. And if you fall down the first time, get the hell back up. Yeah. I, ha- I have had someone on that point. Um, it's uncanny the amount of people in the music industry that I've met who their goal is so vague as well to the point that <laughs> like just be famous. <laughs> you know, well, I want to be famous or I just want to make a living out of music or I, I want yep. to do nothing but music. Mm. And it's like, and then I've, so many people can do that. And, yep. you know, you could be a cover artist and be earning a couple, like $100,000 a year just mm. singing at pubs all year, every day, you know. Yep. I mean, well, you could before coronavirus anyway. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas if, if it's actually your goal is, no, I want to write original music or I want to be known for this particular thing, like it can actually completely change our trajectory and where we end yeah. up in those 10 years. Like you said, we can achieve anything in 10 years. I, oh, I absolutely. And um, I think the other thing that is important about, um, you know, making sure that you have goals is, um, and I'm guilty of this myself and this is why I say this, um, I will keep working, 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 head down, head down, head down and go, you know, I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve. I look back yeah. at everything I've achieved and it's like, well, what the hell do you want to achieve? <laughs> like, yeah. You've done all yeah. of these things but you haven't even stopped to take that in and, and think about, you know, what what you're doing. So it's about yeah. taking that time to look back on what you're doing and reassess how, you, how you're going um, in regards yeah. to reaching your goals. If I can say anything to anyone, um, mm. once upon a time people were like, oh, I'm going to be blah, 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 so famous and blah, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. after everything that I have um, studied and I have done and the way I've mm. turned my own life around, I absolutely believe 100% that if you want something bad enough, it doesn't matter what it is or how crazy it is, you can have it. I 100% yeah. believe that. It's just um, about I you believing it. <laughs> And that's it. It's um, it is hard sometimes to actually believe in ourselves. Um, and it just sometimes we're stronger than other days, and it's got to it keep moving practice. forward. It takes practice. Yeah, you have, to, you have to change your habits. You know, if you're yeah. always thinking a certain thing or a certain way about yourself, then that's what you're training your brain to believe. You know, mm, but it's got to keep moving forward. I believe. No yeah, and and you just have to just be nice to yourself. Talk nicely yeah. to yourself. You know, positive self Easier said than done, though, <laughs> sometimes. It, you know what, though? If you just create a habit, it's actually really easy because it's a habit. <laughs> it's, um, when it comes to that one, for me in my experience, that's where friendship and having positive, good connections in my life has come in so that 
when I'm not feeling strong enough to be kind to myself, I have those people in my life that remind me and can actually, you know, like I think Tony Robbins talks about having five core people that you can draw on or like Mm -hmm. you become the average of five people you hang around. I think that's the quote. Yeah. And it's constantly about actually assessing who are the top five people I'm hanging around Mm -hmm. and am I the average? Am I maybe higher or lower and where am I on this? And if you're at the top of the five, people you're hanging around maybe it's time to, time mix to it up on. and get <laughs> yeah <laughs> keep challenging yourself and that that's hard because it, I, I used to be like a once I'm your friend I'm your friend for life and I'll do anything for you you know very loyal and that was a part of my upbringing and just what I thought was important mm-hmm. and because of that value though I really 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 struggled when someone just was not meant to be in my life anymore um, um, for whatever yeah. reason and I struggle to let go. But this is more of a fun one. If you could co-write a song with anyone in the world, living or dead, who would it be and why? Mm. I really, really would love to write with Don Henley and the Eagles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, love, I love his style. I love his sound. Um, and I love the Eagles in general. Um, <laughs> So, and I just think to to be able to have or listen to their well, his experiences um, within the music industry, and because you know they pretty much started out as a country act. So, so oh. yeah, I would say Don Henley. Mm-hmm. Okay, brilliant. Ah. That's that's fine. It's good to. I find it interesting to see. Usually, it comes back to um, someone that has in, inspired or influenced you as an artist. So it's interesting to see the um, the answers that come from that question. Mm. Um, so what are, what are you doing now? You said you've got a new single coming out in September. Yeah, I have my next single coming out in September and then four weeks from there I will have my new EP out, which is called Independent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so we will do the pre-order for that soon. And then... A week after that's that EP comes out, um, actually not many people know this yet, but I will be releasing one Christmas song every week until the week of Christmas, uh, until and including Ooh. Christmas. So, yeah. Original or classics? Um, uh, five of them are covers um, and one mm-hmm. is an original. I just love Christmas so, so much. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm doing a Christmas album this year, you know, because I really, really love Christmas. I just have always and always will. Drives my husband insane and I get so mad yeah. at him because he doesn't love Christmas. And He's like, do we have to put the tree up this year? I'm like, do you need, do you need, to, live <laughs> here? Do you need to live here this year? <laughs> yeah, I love Christmas too. Do you do it on the 1st of December or do you well, get into it a bit earlier? We would love, my husband's like, leave it to the 1st of December. But um, with our family arrangement, uh, we, my stepson lives a little bit further away. So we have him every third weekend. So I won't put up the tree generally until we're all together. Or if I know that it's going to be a little while, I'll let them put up early or just I will put up with my husband. But it's definitely <laughs> always up by the 1st of December. Um, and yeah, I do try to do it on the 1st, but I do. Yeah. Try to sneak it in early. I sneak. I I like. 
I slowly start buying little decorations and things and I just slowly start sneaking Christmas into the house. Well, I'll start you know. to um, I start to organize my food because I I just I love food so much. It's such a if you want to find the way to my heart, it's food. <laughs> so, so I organize that for you. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I think I'll I definitely am gonna do some classic Christmas songs at some point because yeah, well, why not, I did, right? I did all of the ones that are in the public domain, so yeah. that that means for anyone listening that yeah. uh, that you don't have to have a license to re record those because they aren't copyrighted. Public yeah. domain. I'm actually um I've been doing a few business courses around because you know how public domain used to be fifty years and they changed it to seventy? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, it was changed because Disney was coming up to 50 years. Oh, I didn't know know that. that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. They hired a whole bunch of lawyers to um, get to 70 years. Um, I would make so much money from licensing fees, right? Of course, um, of course. But they're coming coming up to 70 years now as well. So it'll be interesting to see whether that changes again. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll change it to 100 years. (laughs) Oh, well, if they do get it passed – yeah, I mean, because it, it is, it's a lot of money for them. Of course, it would be, absolutely. Licensing to fees. See if it mm. changes. Um, or if, if, if they don't get it passed, what then changes? Like, because anyone could just come out with, you know, anything that's in exactly. the public domain of his stuff. Um, him specifically, obviously, the brand Disney has created lots of stuff since he passed away, but the originals, you know, Mickey Mouse, yep. for example, and all of that. So, yeah, anyway. Side yeah, note, I just thought it was interesting. Note, it is interesting. interesting, yeah, absolutely. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think public domain's a great a great place to go, especially if you've got some classic old songs that you do resonate with if you want to do a cover but still mm-hmm. not have to worry about <laughs> licensing fees. Yeah, um, or, or doing it wrong. I would hate to record somebody's material and not give them the um, their correct, you know, whatever they're entitled to, their correct entitlements. Yeah, and I still don't really know how all that works. I probably should talk to someone more. I'm learning more and more about copyright um, mm-hmm. with songwriting well, every just day. Make sure, just make sure you're a member of APRA. That's all you've got to do. Yeah. If you're in Australia, yeah, APRA is, um, I think it's BMI in America. And, uh, yeah. They've got a few and CSAC and there's a few mm. and all different. I don't know why we, we only have the one, but uh, it's different in in every country, you know. Oh, thank you so much for being a part of the Songwriters Trist and sharing some of your expertise and your amazing <laughs> journey in the music industry. Thank you. No, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for joining our Songwriters Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, follow us on Facebook or Instagram and subscribe. To contact me or learn more, visit my website, www.ray-lee.com.